Boker Tov. We begin Sefer Melachim Aleph. <clears throat> Melachim Aleph is, uh, it, it's, it's like from, basically from the book of Shofikim until Melachim Bet. It's not really like, there's really so much positive being said about Bnei Israel, or It's not like just great things happening all around. Melachim is not going to be any different. Melachim is going to get a lot worse. Because in Melachim, we're going to start to see the split of the kingdom between Judah and Israel. And we're going to see that both in, in Yehuda and in Israel, the kings are going to start to be Ovdei Abodah Zarah. And this is where we're going to meet a lot of, we're going to see a lot of the, the, the battles between the Nevi'im who represent the word of God and the kings who represent their own words or sometimes other Abodah Zarahs. However, the book begins on, you know, we, we begin the book in, in positive territory when David is about to die. If you remember in one of the appendices of the end of Sefer Shemuel, we had one of the wars that David went on to the Pelishtim and the Pelishti guy almost killed David and then he, Avishai saved him or someone, Avishai saved him maybe. And they said, David's not going to fight anymore. That's because David was getting older. We know David's getting older. At the beginning of the book of Melachim, David is about to die. And what's going to be the main question once David dies? Who's going to take over? Succession is a big deal. Because first of all, we have already, there was already a mutiny against David. There was already a rebellion by Avshalom. So, we know that transferring power, even holding power is hard, let alone transferring power. It's a very difficult thing. We also know that there were some opposing factions that hated David. Like, um, um, what was the, what's his name? Oh, I'm blanking on his name. The guy from Binyamin who came and, and no, and who cursed David. Shimi? Was it Shimi Ben Gera? Um, well, I don't know why I'm blinking on that. You could look it up in your book. And we, so we had some opposing factions that didn't like David. And then finally, we do have a character, Yoav, who we don't see. On the one hand, he's supporting David. But on the other hand, we never know if David's, in, if Yoav's intention. No, that was the rebel, like the actual rebel. But who was the guy who, um, who came out to David? And cursed him as he was being chased out by Avshalom. He was like on a horse? No, no, no. We just look up the word in the... Yeah, look up the word in uh, Sepharia. Look up, look up um, Vaisakel. In the book of Shemuel, look up the word Vaisakel. That's the, the word that's used to describe what he, what he did. With a Samech? Vav Yud Samech So... Yeah. Wait, Sakel. No. Filter. Tanakh. Shmuel. That's what I'm looking for. Okay. Shimi Ben Gera goes and curses. So we know between having one rebellion by Avshalom and having an, an enemy faction of a very powerful man in Binyamin, Shimi Ben Gera, who hates David, and Yoav, who seems to do things on his own accord without deference to the will of David, which in my opinion is a form of rebellion. And on top of that, we had the rebellion of Sheva ben Bichri, who also was, what was it, from uh, Binyamin. 
it, it wasn't, it's like, it was a tumultuous time just within the kingdom of David. And there are a lot of potential people that we know could, could potentially rebel. So transferring power to Shilomon is going to be a, uh, it's going to be a difficult task. Um, at the same time, who do we know? Were we told who's going to be the next king of Israel? Did David ever promise? No. Not that we know of. Okay, so it's good. That's good. That's going to come up, and it's something we should explore. It's up to David, or it's up to the Navi. The Navi good question. Anoint king. Good question. We'll see. Chapter one, verse one. And the king David was old. Today we're just going to read Sukim. Tomorrow we're going to analyze. Okay. The king David was old, coming in years. And they covered him with clothes, and it didn't warm him. As we all know, shot because he cut all all these because he cut the garment. Right. Garment, this is the only and he didn't pasuk. Show respect to the garment. So now they were so, the garment. Right. Like, that's what the midrash says. So this is uh, one of the only psukim they teach you in all of the book of Melachim <laughs> in in grade school, in a yeshiva day school. Mm-hmm. I think it stops at pasuk bet. <laughs> yeah, I, I literally don't know what happens after that. I just know that David was old and the clothes wouldn't warm him. But also, elderly people they they're always cold. They don't yeah. get warm so easily. Yeah. As the time. As so Rabotenu kolam vazeb begadim enu neneh mehem lasof. This is Rashi. They teach, you, they teach you the first pasuk and the first rashid. Whoever makes a mockery out of clothing won't benefit from them in the end. Because he cut the corner of the begad of Shaul. That's why the closing, closing wouldn't warm him. Another another perush, which actually fits and bridges the gap between our pasuk and the previous story, is when David saw the angel, the the plague was about to destroy Yerushalayim. Out of fear, he got like tremors. He got cold. Oh yeah, that happens. So it's a very interesting uh, perush, also because it fits. Pasuk bet and his servants said to him. The king should seek out a beautiful woman And she, a, a young beautiful woman And she will stand before the king And she will warm the king up And she will sleep in your bosom And it will be warm for my master the king Pay attention to who's bringing up this idea Whose idea is this? The servants One of the perushim I read actually Says that that's very significant Understanding the story, it's a low class thing. To we'll see. I don't know what it is. Puzzle Israel, and they seeked out a beautiful woman throughout all of the boundaries of Israel. And they found Abishag the Shunammite, and they brought her to the king. What does it sound like? Um. They seeked out the most beautiful woman in all of the land of Israel. What does that sound like to you? Yeah. It sounds like the story of Ahasuerus seeking out a wife. I don't know if it's a positive thing or a negative thing. It's just strange. Pasuk Dalit. And the woman was very beautiful. And she was a warmer for the, for the king. And she served him. And the king did not know her. What's the significance of him not being with her sexually? No, uh, 
kings coming from him. No, because he learned his lesson with, uh, with Bacheva. Yeah. It seems like he learned his lesson from Bacheva. Meaning this is almost like a commentary on the story of Bacheva, where in his youth, he had the, the lust and the heat that caused him to not be able to control himself when it came to another this man's is, wife. And the, now this is a virgin, no, this is a virgin single lady and he doesn't, he's not with her. It's almost like, I don't know if it's a thing as in, look, maybe it's a, it's a moral lesson as to look at those desires that once were so strong that you couldn't overcome. In your old age, you're gonna, they're gonna, you're gonna have that opportunity times 10 in front of you and you're not even gonna wanna do anything with it. Right. You know, so it's maybe a moral lesson. But there's definitely some, the reason they stuck that in, that he wasn't with her sexually, definitely is some kind of commentary on the story of Bacheva. Mm-hmm. You know? Pasuk okay. Now, David has a son that we, to, to this day, we only heard of in passing. Adonia ben Chagit. Adonia, son of Chagit, his wife Chagit. He felt like, uh, moved to say that I will be king. And he made himself a chariot and, and horse riders or whatever it is. And he had 50 men run before him. And why did he come to the conclusion that he should be the king? Because as growing up, he was never told off by his father and saying, why did you do this? He was never reprimanded by his father. He was never criticized or not criticized, but he was never... He was never provided with constructive criticism. Then he was also very good looking. So he, had, he wasn't criticized growing up. He was very good looking. And he was born after Avshalom, who was the oldest one in line. Because Avshalom was after, after Amnon, Avshalom was the next oldest. So Amnon died. And Avshalom died, that he sees himself as the most plausible heir. Because Shalom is younger, right? He's yeah. good looking. He was never told off by his father. Right. Shalom is younger. Yeah. So of course I'm going to be the next king. Mm-hmm. I'll finish in one second. And his words, meaning he convinced Yoav ben Siruyah, and also Evyatar, who was displaced instead of Tzadoka Kohen. And they helped after Adonia. So that's a problem. Because looking at it, taking a step back at this, at this whole system, Yoav we know has a history of kind of doing his own thing and being very powerful to the extent that at one point somebody called him my master Yoav instead of David, right? Yeah. And Evyatar represents the Kohan Kiuna. So the Kohanim also, he's one of the highest Kohanim. So he also has power. Right? So Adonia has built a good faction for himself And at the same time According to one perush I'll quickly end with this David Everybody knows that David is sick Why do people know that David is sick? Because he's in bed trying to walk Because he just Went through the entire land of Israel Looking for a woman to take care of him in his uh. old age So one of the perushim say That's actually those servants That told David to go search throughout the entire land of Israel They were actually on Adonia's side and they were trying to publicize the fact that David was sick, and that's why they uh, wow. they uh, told David to go do like a, a worldwide search for a, for a helper. That's why it cuts right to the Adonia. Uh, right yeah, exactly. Wow.